The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. And this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open Podcast. John Cena finds his partner, Allie Knight, for Fastlane. What do we want to see come out of this? Plus, Tommy Dreamer almost died? What happened here? And we get into the full cards from AEW Wrestle Dream and NXT No Mercy. We got some pretty interesting things that came out of the show, and we're going to get right into the biggest one of all that felt like a massive moment. So... The thing that I'm referring to is that last night on the show, we were basically getting Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa kind of going like running rampage throughout the entire show. Like they were just, you know, beating up anybody that they saw, anybody that they were, uh, you know, confronting with on the show. And earlier in the night, Paul Heyman had said that John Cena was stuck in traffic, that he was having traffic issues. So John Cena finally comes out at the closing of the show. And during this, John Cena basically says that he was willing to take on, willing to face the bloodline by himself if that's essentially what it took. But lo and behold, somebody had his back. And the person who had his back was L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight came out, basically signed the contract and had this moment with John Cena where John Cena is kind of like shocked that L.A. Knight basically kind of, you know, volunteered himself to be John Cena's partner. So it was this big moment that kind of felt really huge for L.A. Knight. I mean, he's going to be teaming with John Cena. What'd you make of all of this? Oh, man, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was what keeps me involved in, in a television show is threads. And when I say threads, it's a constant thread throughout the show. And last night on SmackDown, they gave us three. Number one, John Cena. Will he make it to the show? Two, the bloodline is running amok. Three, John Cena needs a partner. Um, three storylines that they kept reminding going backstage, seeing the bloodline running uh, amok. Paul always being on his cell phone. Um, and announcers keep on talking about. Finally, we get John Cena. Um, and when you talk about a boost or when you talk about getting the rub, uh, John Cena, L.A. Knight, John Cena did everything in his power to help endorse L.A. Knight. Um, very, very happy for L.A. Knight. You heard the massive pop when his music hit. Um, and when he signed that contract, and how John Cena reacted to it really, really made it 
so much more over the top in the sense of, wow, this guy's coming to tag with me. There's so many different nuances and John Cena hit them all, man. I mean, yes, John Cena will never give up. Yes. John Cena has been the face of WWE for the longest time. And John Cena talking about like, Hey, I came back here uh, to fight and having, you know, LA Knight by his side will do nothing but help elevate LA Knight to that next tier status where I think WWE, I mean, they have to go now with LA Knight, you know, in the sense of his popularity just keeps on increasing. And if there's ever a time to go with somebody, they really need to do it now for a lot of reasons, you know, age um, with LA Knight, though he's in amazing shape, but they really, really got to strap the rocket to him because, I mean, he's only been, what, called up maybe a year, year and a half. Um, and you need to – the people want it. The people want it now. I'm not saying he needs to win the title, but keep on, you know, pushing him. And he reminds me of, you know, a mixture between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're, they're, you could see they want to do stuff with him. And uh, thankfully that they're doing it because the fans are calling for it right now. Right. The fans have been calling for it. And when this whole thing first started, like there was even this frustration, which we were talking about, you know, on here multiple times, whether it was me and you or me and Mark Henry, where we were out here going, oh, my God, like the fans want all of these things to happen for LA Knight. And none of it is happening so far. It kind of felt like it was taking WWE a hot second to really get on board the LA Knight's train. And so when they finally did, I feel like they definitely now did because, you know, he's out here about to team up with John Cena. And one of the things that you mentioned, which I thought was this moment that I think everybody had the same reaction you did, where you're like, oh, wow, was when John Cena made that reaction, that face where he kind of acted like he was, he, I don't know, it was because it's John Cena, you don't expect him to have like that kind of facial reaction for somebody else because he's John Cena, you know? But with that little moment, that little reaction that he did put over LA Knight so much, because I was thinking about this, Tommy. And what I was thinking about was if I wasn't a wrestling fan, if I didn't watch the product, if I don't know, if I was just somebody's friend and I just happened to catch this episode of SmackDown, I would have thought that LA Knight was one of the biggest people on the show, as you know, in terms of current talent, aside from John Cena, of course, because the way that they had him come out with the music, the music, it's like this instant, you know, everybody knows the first beat that they hit for that song. Everybody's like, LA Knight, you know, that's the moment. So you have that first little thing. He comes out, he's doing this like very cool, um, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, a power walk. I don't know. He's got some swag in there. And then he gets into the ring and doesn't say anything, just signs a contract. You have John Cena's reaction. And so to me, all of this felt big. It felt like one of the biggest things that they've done for LA Knight. I know he won the battle royal, but to me, that's just a battle royal. That's that's fine. To me, this was the biggest thing that they've done so far because they presented him like a star here. This was the first time that I was watching the show going, you know what? Dang, this is what they need to keep doing with Ali Knight was this specific moment that they had here. So I thought this was a win, man, across the board. Uh, with that being said, for you, Tommy, you know, we're going to be seeing John Cena, Ali Knight, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, Fastlane. What do you want to see come out of this what do you think is the logical 
next step moving forward, not just in the storyline, but also um, what can be next with Ali Knight? What can be next with John Cena? Where do you go from here? Uh, well, with John Cena, they gave us a timeline, right? John's going to be on SmackDown for a certain amount of weeks. Um, in the ultimate endorsement, you get a John Cena LA night match um, where, hey, man, you did me a favor. I want to now know if you're all this hype that uh, everybody's talking about. And I'd love to face you. It doesn't have to be good guy, bad guy. Nobody needs to turn on each other. Um, you can just keep it where they're friends and kind of start really, really building them. But John's eventually going to go away. L.A. Knight's going to be here. Um, you got to keep the rub for L.A. Knight. Obviously, if this continues, you're going to have an L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I would make the match will be super entertaining. And what it really did for Fastlane, it gave it instant star power. John Cena's added to it. Um, poor AJ Styles is out of the match because, I mean, last week AJ got one hell of a reaction doing it with, you know, hey, I'm going to tag with John Cena, which was really a setup for LA Knight. And, you know, I know LA Knight was uh, not on the show last week. Um, so it, where you can go is you got to, like I said, I don't think LA Knight's going to be the, the face of the company, but he's going to be a top guy. And when he's going to be a top guy, you got to keep on pushing him that way. The people want it. You think of Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, when when the Yes movement really, really started, people really, really got over with him. Same with Kofi and Kofi Mania. People really, really got behind him. You're hearing these reactions for him. WWE currently is loaded, loaded, loaded with top baby faces. LA Knight on SmackDown is one of them. Excuse me, John Cena coming back to SmackDown, another. Raw has Seth, Cody, Jay, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I mean, Raw is loaded with baby faces. You always need foils for those baby faces. But on the SmackDown side, where are you going to go, especially for Fastlane? you got to keep that momentum going for LA Knight so he could generate the most buzz and create the most money for the WWE. Why do you think the fans gravitate towards LA Knight? When everybody, because he's different. And when I say he's different, uh, <clears throat> listen, man, I know the guy. I've wrestled the guy. I really, really like him as a, as a person. He has done this for a long, long time, and he has gotten over everywhere where he has, and then something always happens. Um, with him, if you really think about what his character is, his character is everything that's not everyone is doing today. And by that, what is he really doing? He has like a cadence like The Rock. He has a little bit of a stone-cold attitude in him. And doing the stuff with his his cadence when he speaks started getting him over. The yeah um, started getting him over. That was all stuff we saw during the Attitude Era. When everybody's out there trying to have these, you know, banger wrestling matches and trying to get over other ways, the fans like what they used to see in the 90s. And he took that and ran with it. He's different but he's really just been doing stuff that's been done before. Um, if you think again, when I say the way you speak, cadence, road dog, you know, the DX um, intro, he's allowing the fans to react with him or even like how John Cena got over with uh, 
you can't see me. And then he does thing. He just does L.A. Night. Yeah, it's like a version of both John Cena and The Rock. So he took really the entertainment part of pro wrestling. And again, not saying he doesn't have great matches, but being different has presented him to being different. And that's why I think the fans have gravitated to him. Yeah, I like the explanation that you gave because, you know, when I see, I know there's a lot of people online that were doing, you know, the Rock and Austin comparisons. And I kind of felt like maybe those the those comparisons were just a little bit too extreme just because the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin are once in a lifetime type of, you know, talents. You don't get the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. They do not grow on trees whatsoever. But in, I think more so the way that you explained it, where it's the cadence of it, where it's a little bit, I think some people were kind of, I kind of took it as people were saying that, you know, it was along the same lines of the rock and Austin, but I think it's more so the cadence, like you said, you know, just like the, the way that he talks, the tone, uh, like you mentioned, we were talking about the walk and whatnot. It's little things like that, that, like you said, you're sort of getting this like modern take of nostalgia that you find in LA night. And I do think that is what the fans kind of crave, right? Because like you said, it reminds you of this time where, you know, so many people, you know, uh, you know, grew up watching wrestling. How many people don't you know that are like, man, the attitude era, that was the shit. That was the thing. That was the thing to, you know, really go crazy about. And anytime you have something that reminds you of that, there's a little bit of a soft spot, I think in your heart for that. So uh, for me, it, I'm like, this was the first week where I really found myself going, you know what? I'm really liking what they're doing with LA Knight right now. Of course, I did love the stuff that he did them with The Miz, too. I thought that was pretty cool, too. At least um, the latter portion of the actual feud. But for the most part, they're definitely getting starting to get it right with LA Knight for sure. So I do want to take a second, though, and talk about the bloodline here, Tommy, because we mentioned, of course, uh, you know, Jimmy and uh, Solo Sokoa kind of just going all crazy and, you know, running amok and doing all of these things backstage. For you, where do you find yourself at this current moment in terms of uh, interest within the bloodline story? It's still great. And it's still going again. We're not seeing the leader, but Paul Heyman in his promo is telling us, you know, right off the bat, we're acknowledging this guy who's not here and who hasn't been here in quite some time. Um, Jimmy interrupting Paul and then, oh, I'm only kidding. And then taking the microphone, you see Paul's reaction. Paul's facials are selling that. And if you remember, because I wasn't happy with the explanation of why he turned on his brother. Um. But now he's part of the bloodline and there's there's dissension still. There's, you know, between Jimmy and Solo, you see all the reactions, Paul in Solo's ear, not really in Jimmy's ear. Um, Solo saying, you better straighten this out or I'll straighten it out for you. There's all this stuff that's going on. Jimmy's kind of like the wild child of the group. And he's the one creating a lot of this, these problems, whether it's, hey, we're running amok backstage, we're doing all these things, but it's a cool storyline because you know it's totally going to implode already. I mean, it's imploded, but you look at what happened, Jay, Jay said, see you later, I don't want to be part of all this noise. But with Jimmy, there's going to be an issue with Jimmy, and it's almost like, Wait till dad gets home, because when dad gets home, there's going to be trouble. And by that meaning, here comes Roman Reigns. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts, or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And Tommy, during Weekly Winner, you mentioned about something about almost dying. Uh, there was no way we could not hear that story. What happened? Uh, honestly, it was the first time in my entire career I was actually scared for my life and my health. Um, freak accident. And it was touched upon a little bit. Um, and I have the picture of it. When I got spine busted on the trash can, normally, like, I don't know if it's because I'm fatter, um, I land in the middle and I crush it. But the top coil of the trash can, as soon as I hit, I'm like, whoa, something's wrong. And I see I'm stuck and I have gotten stuck in them before, but it's a different type of stuck. And then I like I'm trying to move and I see something is sticking out of my gear, my pants. And I see it's this metal. And I was like, oh, my God, this is in my body. And the top layer broke and it's just steel. And that people don't realize every time you get hit or used with a trash can, those edges become like razors. But the top is a hard piece of steel. And it went. I don't know how I did not get impaled through my kidneys and I'm like holy shit this is stuck in me as I go to grab it Sheldon Dream ripped it out now when you're in or when you're impaled you're supposed to leave the object in and go to the hospital so the moment I do it I check and there's a shitload of blood but my outfit and my I wear underwear I wear my pants I also, in my shirt, I have Under Armour and my shirt. It's all absorbing all this blood. And I'm like, all right, I can continue. 
as I continue going forward, it's still bleeding a lot. And you can see me laying on the floor and then they cut it, but people are checking on me. And I'm like, I can finish, I can finish because there was no blood in the back. So I have, by the grace of God, however I hit it, the wire or this steel rod went to the side, kind of went through my love handle and then like cut towards my leg and it just severed it as opposed to going through me. And it was, I mean, I can't even say inches of, and I mean, I was gushing blood when I went to the back and had to pull off my gear. It was like, holy crap. And I was at the show where X-Pac, um, to say it nicely, tore his taint. And when he pulled off his pants, it was disgusting. It was like insane amount of blood. So for me, because it was like I got stabbed, but it was different. And I have been punctured before. I've been punctured a lot of times with like thumb thumbtacks or th punctured in barbed wire. But this thing just went straight through. And I, then the next day, I found the garbage can and it was two sides just exploded and went straight up. Never has that happened to me. And unfortunately, I have been put in a lot of <laughs> garbage cans or chairs. And I mean, I once was almost impaled with a chair leg when a chair broke. But this came so, so close to just, I would have bled out. And happy the match continued. They didn't touch upon it a lot on commentary because you couldn't see the amount of blood. The fans saw it and they were like, Tommy, are you okay? Tommy, okay. And I remember like, I'm talking to officials. I'm talking. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just stabbed. I've been stabbed before. And I go, but it's not through. It's not through. So I continued the match. I will post a picture and I'll tag busted open of what actually happened. But never have I been scared before. And you're talking about someone who, you know, been on fire uh, through barbed wire. I was choked with an electric cord to all the electricity of a building on top of the building and the a scaffold match but this was the first time where i was like this is bad this is bad and i couldn't get to the injury because the match was continuing to happen but <clears throat> it was a scary aftermath i'm still alive and again grace of god how this metal because i guess i was rotating it didn't go directly in and it would have punctured my kidneys and went straight from my kidneys out the other side just how how it was because of how the cut you know if they ever like forensics well the bolt went in here and exited here just very very random and weird how it was and uh for sheldon gene ripping it out didn't make uh matters better so for other wrestlers when there's there's a car crash kind of like deal with it just as let the wrestler get out of the pile um don't rip the stuff out or go to use it when there's other objects out there because it could have been a way, way worse. I mean, I'm talking, like I said, not even inches. Like it was bad. Wow. Well, That's I what I call Saturday. No, Friday in Memphis. I got stabbed. Wait till you see next week. Man, like hearing you talk about this, I'm like visualizing the whole thing. And thankfully, you know, all is good. But man, uh, damn, I don't even know what to say because stuff like that is just crazy. And it's just a reminder that, um, you know, pro wrestling, it's real, man. Real stuff happens. Exactly Things like what this you see happen. 
a simple spot like that where it's garnered to get this reaction. I mean, I really did get spine busted into a trash can. It exploded underneath me, but the match had to continue. It was early on in the match. And then it's like, okay, I'm bleeding heavy. And it's not like I'm bleeding from my head or I'm bleeding from my arm where I bled a lot from, but like, you know, you're worrying about your organs, your, all that stuff. Again, continued on not being heroic. Uh, didn't even need stitches because punctures are weird, but it went through like, again, if there's ever good for a love handle, I think it saved my life. Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. We got a loaded stacked pro wrestling evening, um, not just today, but also tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with our NXT No Mercy preview. Of course, let's go ahead and focus on those big matches that we're going to be seeing. And uh, I'll kick it off with the women. We're going to be seeing an extreme rules match for the NXT Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending her title against former champion Tiffany Stratton. We're also going to be seeing the NXT Championship on the line. Carmella Hayes versus Elia. A dragon off part two because these two have killed it before. Um, we're also going to be seeing the North American Championship on the line Dominic Mysterio versus Trick Williams, Baron Breaker versus Baron Corbin, and several other matches. Uh, Tommy, uh, let's focus on the main card here. Uh, what matches are you like dying to see, excited to see, looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to the entire card. Uh, you know, I cover NXT, I watch it all the time. Big fan of NXT. Um, also, if anyone saw the trailer that they did from the old No Mercy video game uh, to hype up the show, awesome. Everybody does a great job. I actually don't think any titles need to be changed. Um, I like what they're doing, and I would continue uh, to do what they're doing, but it it's a really, really good card. I look forward to uh, watching the entire thing. I, I have no predictions. I, I just really want to just continue to see everybody shine the way they've been shining. I think it's been a really, really good product as of late. I'm so excited to watch Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov because the last the last time that these two wrestled, I believe it was Great American Bash. Oh, my God. I was like standing up on the edge of my seat. They really freaking had me. I'm so excited and I really, really hope that Ilya Dragunov wins. I want to see Ilya Dragunov as NXT champion. I've been waiting for it and I feel like this is it. Like this is the time to do it. Uh, so I'm really, really hoping for a title change there. Uh, as for the Becky Lynch, Tiffany Stratton match, I'm definitely expecting to see Becky Lynch win, but I really am excited to see Tiffany Stratton in this element where you got extreme rules. I'm really excited to see her in that type of atmosphere. And then everything else, I, you know, I've been liking what they've done with Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin, 
been. So I'm excited to see that as well. But everything else is, uh, you know, pretty decent too. But those are the two matches that I'm in particular really looking forward to. Um, Tomorrow, we're going to be seeing the first ever AEW Wrestle Dream. And uh, some of the matches that have been announced include the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus Ozzy Open, the Ring of Honor World and New Japan Strong Openweight Championship match, Eddie Kingston versus Katsuyori Shibata. We're also going to be seeing Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match uh, in, in a handicap because it's going to be MJF versus The Righteous, and MJF does not have Adam Cole because Adam Cole is out due to injury. AEW TBS Championship match, Chris Stantlander defending her title against Julia Hart. We're also going to be seeing the AEW TNT Championship match defended in a two out of three falls. Christian Cage, the new champion against Darby Allen, former champion. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., which is the dream match. We're also going to be getting Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, and Kota Ibushi teaming on to take on Kanoshke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Wheeler Yuta will take on Ricky Starks and Hangman Page will take on Swerve Strickland. So I want to start off with Brian Danielson, Zack Sabre Jr. because that is the match that most people are looking forward to. Tommy, what are your thoughts on that match? Yes, it would be called a wrestling purist dream. Going to be great. A great card. Um, How it came about. And I know a lot of people, you like to crap all over Tony Khan. But if I could go from one of his tweets... Uh, this is the moment that Wrestle Dream was born when Antonio Noki passed away exactly one year ago this weekend. Inspired by a man who was an inspiration to all the dreamers in wrestling, a new era in AEW begins Sunday at AEW Wrestle Dream. You won't want to miss this pay per view on Sunday. Um, yes, it's selling a pay per view, but it's also <clears throat> um, here's a guy who spends his money to give us one hell of a show, one hell of a product. AEW does not disappoint in their pay-per-views and from someone who's a fan again we have a dream match and it's an interesting interesting card so looking forward to it and like you said that match alone is pay-per-view worthy uh what you're gonna see and then there's a lot a lot of buzz about edge his contract is up yesterday came out that he's been removed from wwe pages um I don't know if Edge is going to show up, but his contract is expired. AEW has pulled off some of the biggest surprises slash returns to pro wrestling. Brian Danielson being one. CM Punk being another. Does Edge actually leave the WWE? Even though he said he wasn't because he's got his dream job. He said it from his house. But there's no more loyalty to WWE. It's a different WWE. Straight up. It's a whole new era, and if somebody wants to offer you more or do something, I support it, not just because Edge is my friend, just because he's great for the wrestling industry. And an Edge in another company, going to be weird to see. We won't be able to call him Edge, but you'll still get that great performer that he truly is. And we might be able to have an Edge in the Christian reunion, and a Hardys are all there. Maybe even bust out Bub and Diva. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Foundation, channel 156. 
Go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 